You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. What it comes down to is we got to play with more heart. It doesn't matter what scheme we have. We could install the triple option in the bye week. And if our guys don't believe in each other and believe that they're going to win and play with great resolve and toughness and grit, it doesn't matter what we do in that regard. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door, because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing and uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. But at the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. We want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? All I want to do is fucking eat! I want you to eat! I want you to eat! I want you to want this shit! Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me! Bunch of did it again! Welcome into a Thanksgiving edition of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Breton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if we were going to be drinking this early, but I'm glad we are, buddy. Oh, yeah. You know what I said? You know, knock the edge off. I mean, because I'm about to go, de- you know, you know how it is. We're about to go deal with a whole bunch of family, and mm-hmm. you can't come in there with guns a-blazing, you know. You got to come in a little relaxed, because there's going to be some fired-up uncles there. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, Shane. And speaking of fired up uncles, man, you hear this news out of the Egg Bowl. I mean, I guess we'll get we'll start there. But um, you know, they're not even having the damn trophy presentation on the field, Shane. If Ole Miss wins it, how bizarre is that? They they're trying to. I know you've been uh, hoping and praying for another Egg Bowl brawl, yeah. but they're mm-hmm. trying to avoid that thing. So, if for anyone that missed it, both schools issued a joint statement. If Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl. The trophy will not be brought out. They're a little afraid of what could happen. It's going to be the Rebels are going to have to celebrate in the locker room, whereas if Mississippi State keep the golden egg, uh, they get to party with it at the field while Ole Miss players exit the field. Man, that's uh, it's going to take uh, – that, I don't know what, what's going to happen to that. It may take some of the fun out uh, here on Thursday. That's so stupid, man. It is so stupid. Yeah, I, I get last year ended in a fight, but – Man, it's a big event, you know, to to hold that trophy. Trophy, and I, and you know, the losers in this whole situation is Ole Miss. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how can you, how can you leave this conversation? And Mississippi State said, okay, we can celebrate, but Ole Miss can't. So of course they're happy, but Ole Miss, what did you gain in these talks? You know, I just think it's so stupid. It's uh. You know, this is a big event. The trophy needs to be out there. They need to hoist it up if they win this game because, uh, you know, it, 365 days of talking about this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Shane, you ready? Uh, you know, we're talking about this game. I'm just excited to get our picks in. You ready to uh, make some predictions here for the last time in the regular season? Oh, it's sad when you say it like that, Mike. But, yes, I am ready. <laughs> gambling? What's the thing about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, 
I'm picking Toledo to win outright. Now, Cash will kick your ass, me. Heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. Say. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Joking here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, of course, we got to start with the Egg Bowl here on Thursday. It's going to kick off at uh, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern Time on ESPN, National Showcase for this game. And, you know, the lines jump all over the place, Shane. Ole Miss has been the favorite. Now Mississippi State's the favorite. So heading into kickoff here, Shane, Bulldogs favored by two and a half points. And I got to share this tip with the listeners, Shane. We got this news late Wednesday. This is uh, incredibly hard to believe for me heading into the season, but word out of Starkville, Shane. Win or lose, Joe Moorhead. Sounds like he's out at Mississippi State. Golly. You know, I'm not necessarily reporting that, but that's what I'm hearing. And I hope it doesn't happen, Shane. I'll tell you why, because I know a lot of those fans out on Coach Moorhead at the moment, but, you know, we'll get to our picks here in a second. But I think there's a, there's a good chance they win this Egg Bowl, and I just don't know what that says if you're running a guy off after two years. And I know he hasn't lived up to the expectations, but he's not, you know, we've, we've been over this. It's not like he's been horrible either. Mm-hmm. And my main point here is if you're running this guy off, after two winning seasons in two years, I mean, who in the hell is going to want to walk into that job with expectations sky high? We all know how tough a division it is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it would be one thing if, you know, these schools were just dominant in the state of Mississippi recruiting. But, hell, Shane, Alabama, Auburn, uh, LSU, I mean, all these schools recruit Mississippi. So it's not like Mississippi – if it was just one school there and they were cleaning up in the state, I think uh, you know it might be a different story. But it, it's just a damn war down there in recruiting. I don't know. It, basically, what this says to me: if they're running a, a guy like Joe Moorhead off, what they're going to have to do, similar with Coach Moorhead, they're not going to be able to get a really established coach to come down there. I think what they're going to have mm-hmm. to do is get a rising assistant eager to prove himself, kind of like a damn Mullen. Kind of like a Coach Moorhead. And then, once again, it's just a roll of the dice. You could be getting the next Chad Morris. I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm shaking my head at this one. I think it's dumb, man. Honestly, I, I think that it's way too premature to pull the trigger on Joe. I, I think I think Joe hasn't had uh, an opportunity. This is different than Morris, man. Morris was a dumpster fire. There, there was no promise of the future. There was no development at all. And, I think Joe just got dealt some rough cards there at the beginning of the season. I mean, you got to remember, there's, there's, you know, there's a handful of kids that can't play. There's a, a quarterback. You know, he tried to get the uh, Tommy in, and Tommy gets banged up. I mean, now we're relying on a true freshman. I mean, there were there's so many things that went wrong for Mississippi State this year uh, that that was out of Joe's hands. That I don't think that we can blame him for that. So um, if you fire him. 
what do you do? You bring in another Joe Moorhead, you know? I think it's yeah, you're hoping for uh maybe somebody a little better than Joe, but there's a good chance that the next guy you bring in is gonna be unproven. It's gonna be a coordinator of some sort, probably, or a young coach with a little little baggage. And I mean, you just you never know what you're gonna get. And at least you know what you have with Joe. And I'd give him a chance to to build his recruiting classes up and and play with his guys and, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So having all said all that, Shane, kicking it over to the egg bowl, old mm-hmm. miss. At Mississippi State, Bulldogs, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup? <sighs> Mike, you in the bathroom now? Is that where we're at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies for the audio quality. Probably not going to be too fantastic this episode. Obviously, on the road here for Thanksgiving. Had to had to mix it up here. Not in my pod studio here, so I'm not <laughs> in the bathroom, but uh, I, I definitely understand if you'd think that. Well, Mike, given the news, uh, I, I took that in account here. I, I think this game, these two teams are on a different path, and it's funny to think that Joe's the coach that his job's on the line right now because a lot of people – you know, wrote off Coach Luke. Mm-hmm. But the way Ole Miss has been of late is impressive. Uh, the, you know, Plumley, say what you want, is an absolute game changer. I mean, they, they've got lightning in a bottle down there. I, I, I just don't think Mississippi State can keep up with them. Um, I, I think the, the – the, the negative vibe that we're hearing from the coaching staff, the, you know, it's just, I, I'm sure the fans are still pumped up for this game, but you know, I just feels like Ole Miss is going to be bringing it. Uh, and I don't think Mississippi state can stop them. So I know it's early Mike, but I've already, I've also got my lock of the week on this one. Ole Miss 35 Mississippi state 21. Ooh. To not only to cover the spread, but to just outright beat them. I've got Ole Miss winning by 14. Well, I like, Shane, that to cite all these reasons they should keep Joe Moorhead, then you turn around and say, hell, he's going to lose by two touchdowns in a game he's favored. (laughs) Most important game in the state, getting run out of his damn stadium. If that's what happens, they they will run him out, Shane. But I'm thinking that's that if if they've already – you know, if he knows that, if you know that, here you are in Tennessee and you're hearing that Joe may not be here, you know, come Monday, you know, just imagine what he's hearing down there. So I just, I'm not saying that he's not going to coach or he's not going to prepare and, you know, maybe he gets the guys to rally around him, you know, and say, hey, man, I'm playing for my job, just like we're playing for these seniors and, you know, I don't, we're playing for a bowl game. There's a lot of things that, that could happen. Well, Shane, I certainly, you know, I'm not disagreeing with a lot of what you said. I think uh, there's a chance the way Ole Miss is running the ball. And, you know, we can't say enough nice things here about John Rice Plumley. Certainly wouldn't be stunning if Ole Miss wins this game. But the Rebels, Shane, I like a lot of their young talent in addition, obviously, to Plumley, But I've just not seen it where... You know, this team has yet to prove they can win a close game against a quality opponent. They're blowing out some of the worst teams they play. They're looking good 
against some of the better teams they're playing, but they're still not getting it done. And I think that's something that uh, we may be overlooking here. I think a young team has to learn how to win, not convinced the Rebels are there. Meanwhile, on the other side, flip it over to Mississippi State. You know, the thing, I think you could certainly question Joe Moorhead in, you know, the job he's done because his team is just, it seems like they're very inconsistent week in and week out. And I think we're going to get more of that this weekend with everybody picking Ole Miss. Everyone liking the Rebels' momentum going into this one. Mississippi State down in the dumps. Coach one to two feet out the door. I think Mississippi State's going to have one of their better games of the season. I don't care what's going on with the coaching staff or the rumors or the rumblings. Hell, I don't even think if they just went out there without a coach, this team's going to be fired up to play in this one. So... I think these guys, you know, we know Mississippi State's rolling out every single player that can play in this game. There's going to be no suspensions for the Egg Bowl. I really like Mississippi State to come together here. Yeah, I think it's I think it will be a back and forth game because the way their defense is playing, it's not like they're going to shut down Ole Miss, but I just think their offense will have one of their more complete games, final home game of the season, bowl hopes on the line here. I'm going Mississippi State, Shane. I think they're going to pull a little bit of an upset. I know they're the favorite, but it's weird to say, but it seems like an upset if they win it. But I like them to not only win and cover, 35-30, to 30, Mississippi State wins it. And thanks, Shane, for locking that down. I feel even better about this pick now. <laughs> Dude, you better watch it, buddy. I'm 2-0, and oh, man. And I know I, I know, I promised South Carolina the lock, but the, here's the deal, Mike. Okay, I've been on fire. I mean, absolute fire. I mean, everything I touch is turning gold. I'm getting free tacos everywhere I go. And I'm just, I'm afraid that if I try to manipulate the pick that I'm going to screw South Carolina yet again. So I'm just going to steer clear from the lock down there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I, you gave me that information last night with uh, Mississippi State, I said, you know what? That sealed the deal for me. This there's just something about Ole Miss not being able to celebrate a victory that they're gonna have, Mike. You know, so I just uh, there's a lot of a lot of factors into this game. So just just FYI, I know it's early lock of the week. Um, if you want to make some money, you're gonna be going. I'll be three and zero after uh, after today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. Let's kick it to Friday's action, Missouri at Arkansas. And keep in mind, this game is not in Fayetteville. It's in Little Rock. This is going to be a uh, two Barn th- burner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, Shane. 2.30 Eastern on CBS, 1.30 Central Time, nationally televised once again. I love that all these SEC games nationally televised this week. But Missouri, Shane, a favorite on the road, 12.5. I believe it opened at 14.5, so this has been kicked down a little bit here. Hell, we don't even know which quarterback is going to play for either team. This is a tough one to predict. You know, I've not heard that Kelly Bryant's not going to play, but he's so banged up. You know, obviously not as much rest as a normal game. Arkansas, they got half their damn quarterback room in the concussion protocol. They're not giving away who's starting for them. Uh, let's kick it over, Shane, before we make the picks in this one. Let's kick it over to Derek Dooley talking about Kelly Bryant, his health status, and just – kind of what he's fighting through. We all knew he had, 
you know, the hamstring issues, but now it sounds like he's got knee issues and just feel bad for this kid. And it's not just the hamstring. And look, you know, we got to be honest. I mean, really, in Seven's defense, he, he is, he's been, he has not been 100% since the second drive of Kentucky, okay? And, uh, you know, that's not an excuse, but his knee, I mean, you know, he had to drain, I don't know how much fluid out of his knee, you know, the day before the game, uh, his hamstring. Um, and so, you know, and he, he really, it, it, where it's, it's starting to show, I, I think he started the game two weeks in a row really well. And, um, but as the game goes and you're getting hit and, um, I think it, it's gotten it's gotten tough and it affects him. Um, so you know it's our job to evaluate to where um, you know is he too hurt to to play? Um, you know it's not fair to him to put him out there if he's too hurt. Uh, and you know there was a part in the game where I'm looking at him. I mean there was, and I'm like, hey man, you know he he looks hurt, um, but he's a fighter. And that's what makes it so hard. And the game was within a score, you know. And so it's like, you know, it's hard to make that decision in, in that circumstance. And so, yeah. But he's he's uh, got an incredible amount of will and fight and uh, doesn't say one word. He won't – it's hard to even know if he's hurting. Um, but there's not many guys probably that would have been playing. All right, Shane, so – Obviously, Missouri's offense under Derek Dooley is, you know, they were riding high at the beginning of the season through this early, softer part of the schedule. They get to the tougher teams, and it just, it's like they drove off a damn cliff here, and it's a big reason why Missouri has lost five in a row, potential of losing six in a row. Bowl sanctions announced, you know, those are still in place. So, win or lose, this is the last game of Missouri season Last game of Arkansas season, regardless, obviously, they're sitting here at 2-9. and nine. Who's winning this one, Shane? I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably going to come down to which team wants it more, and I have no idea. Don't even know who's playing in this game. Don't know who's coaching next year. Could be two new coaches in this, in this matchup next season. So there's a lot of wild cards in this one. Who do you like? Is this a 12-and-a-half spread? Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Missouri favored by 12-and-a-half. Because this may be one of those games that whoever gets to 12 and a half first wins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, you're going to eat that turkey sandwich and out at halftime at this game. Because I don't I don't think the Dooley uh, comments was a good look, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it almost sounds like they know he's hurt, but damn, we need him. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. maybe they shut it down because they're not playing for a bowl game. That's what I'm thinking is is since there is no postseason play, you know, Kelly does want to play on Sundays and, um, you know, and, and just the way Coach is talking here, it makes me feel like that they're going to shut him down. Um, so that makes this score even more interesting. Uh, in fact, it's going to blow your mind, Mike. But I think Arkansas gets their first SEC victory in 18 years come (laughs) Friday. (laughs) I think I do. There's just something about it because I think think Missouri, not saying that they're not going to rally around their seniors, not that that, this is going to be the last time some of these boys play football. I get that. But I don't think Kelly plays. 
I think Arkansas has, I mean, they have nothing to lose, man. They're playing for their new uh, interim coach. They're, they're, you know, they're playing Mm -hmm. for their state here. This, I I think these guys have been through more. uh, And I think that's what rallies them just a little bit more here at the end. I think we're going to see a, I think we're going to see a good game. And I've got Arkansas winning barely 17 Missouri 14. <laughs> oh boy, Shane. So extremely low scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it I think at the very end, I think Arkansas kicks a field goal and wins. I don't think they tear down the goalpost, but you know, they should, you know, because I think there's this is the start of a new chapter for Arkansas. Did the, in that situation, Shane, do they carry Barry Lunny off the field, kind of like Rudy? Gets his first win. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They carry him off and they leave uh, Odom at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they'd be leaving Dooley too if that's how it goes. You know, oh, yeah. It, it is interesting, those Dooley comments. It also almost seems like kind of making an excuse for why his offense has been so, you know, mm-hmm. unproductive here in recent weeks, noting how injured Kelly Bryan is. And I know obviously they kind of went all in on Kelly Bryant, but it kind of makes you wonder, you know, it's not like Drew Locke left early and they were completely blindsided. They had, I mean, why in the hell did they not have a better plan in place for when Drew Locke left? We kind of hit on this, I think, last week. What in the hell would Missouri's record be if Kelly Bryant didn't show up? You know what I mean? Uh I mean, they may be about as good as Arkansas. So, Mm -hmm. You know, that's interesting. I could certainly see it going either way, Shane. And this was the game, I think I kind of teased it, where, you know, I was looking at these games and I thought an outright underdog would pull the upset. But then we got word of the bowl sanction staying in place, Shane. We saw the AD, Jim Sturick, damn near crying in the press conference. This is going to be the final game for Missouri Seniors. This may be the final game Kelly Bryant's career playing quarterback, if he even suits up. Because I don't, I mean, at this rate, I I mean, I, I wish him well. I hope he is an NFL quarterback, but I don't think that's going to be a reality of his future. So, mm-hmm. you know, is he really going to, I know he's banged up, but if I think if he's capable of playing everything I know about him, he's going to be out there. I think his team's really going to rally with Kelly Bryant. And Arkansas's defense just playing so bad right now. I think the best unit on this team is going to be Missouri's defense, obviously, even though they're banged up in the secondary. And we don't even know who's playing quarterback for Arkansas. And I, I don't think it's necessarily from a lack of, you know, I think they got talent under center, but with so many guys in the concussion protocol really coming out on a short week, I mean, it seems like it's going to be this kid, Lindsley, who – you know, he looked all right against LSU, but I think I was against third-string LSU players that had no idea this kid was going to be playing. And, and I don't know. I'm just not seeing it, Shane. I think with a week to prepare for him, I think Arkansas's offense gets relatively shut down in this one. I think that, mm-hmm. I think these seniors really want to win for Barry Odom. I think they know his back is against the wall, too, and he may not survive losing six to close it out. Whereas Arkansas, I mean, I think – I don't know, playing here in War Memorial Stadium, it's been a damn house of horrors for the Razorbacks in recent years. 
I think that just continues. So I'm going the other way. Was feeling Arkansas earlier in the week, but now I'm flipping it to Missouri. I like Missouri to win, but not cover. I'm going the Tigers 21, Razorbacks 13. Do you hear that? Barry, 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 <laughs> Barry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, let's kick it over to Saturday's action. And uh, let's just do the uh, non-conference games first. That way we can save the SEC games towards the end. And we'll go in order the kickoffs here, starting with uh, the noon kickoff on ESPN. Clemson at South Carolina. Clemson, Shane, a 27-point favorite here at South Carolina. And I don't know if you heard this one, Shane, but... uh, South Carolina AD Ray Tanner came out mm-hmm. once again and said on a 107.5 FM radio station here on Wednesday, uh, here's his comments. Will Muschamp is our football coach, and I expect him to be our football coach for a long, long time. I believe strongly that our fan base and our biggest supporters are going to be very happy at some point. It's not today. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I mean, I guess he's supporting them, but he's also saying, yeah, we're going to get our ass kicked here. But, you know, from what I understand, Shane, South Carolina's recruiting. Yeah. I think it was going fairly well, but, hell, now they're – I mean, there's there's decision dates with elite prospects here, and they, they don't want to commit with – uh, they don't even know Will Muschamp's going to be the coach next year. So – and these damn comments aren't helping. So – I think they kind of had to come out here and say this. I think they have to have a good showing against South Carolina. Otherwise, I mean, it's just going to be a damn offseason of questions. Uh, I think, hell, barring a you know a massive upset here, I guess that's going to be the that's going to be the case anyway. But um, I don't know thoughts on this one, Shane. So, so much bad mojo there in Columbia. Yeah, I. I... I wish they would just come out and just say he will be here next year, period. You know, because we know that's what's going to happen. I just don't see them paying, you know, going into debt here with Muschamp, you know, with this buyout. I I think that if you, if, if you can't do that, then you got to buy into what you got because it's going to affect what you have in the future, you know? So, um, yeah, this AD and president thing. I mean, that's just, it's getting out of hand, but anyway, back to the game. This is a, this is one of my favorite games uh, of the year because, um, you know, it just seems like it doesn't matter what you're ranked. They always play their hardest during this one. I mean, these guys, these, they rub shoulders together all week. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's there's businesses right now all week that had Clemson shirts on and the, you look across and there's a Gamecock shirt. These guys, they're neighbors, man. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. It's just such a deep rivalry and I love that. South Carolina is going all black because they're dressing for the funeral, Mike. I just, <laughs> a lot of things are moving. They got a lot of pieces getting back, a lot of healthy pieces. But what concerns me isn't isn't the starting 22 it's what's behind them Clemson is a very 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 deep deep program you know I mean they've got 
twos, threes. I mean, South Carolina is like you ever you ever go to a grocery store and everything's just front perfectly, you know. But <laughs> when you pull a box, then you see the the next can's about like you know say like ten feet back and you can barely reach it. I, I think it, it's an optical illusion. South Carolina is going to come out and they're going to look good for a half. But what I'm afraid of is that depth is going to become a problem uh, later in the ball game. So, I, like I said, I think South Carolina hangs in there to cover a spread, but I don't think they've got enough to hang with Clemson. And I hope they do. Don't get me wrong. I hope South Carolina beats the hell out of Clemson, but I'm a realist. And I've got Clemson winning 38, South Carolina 17. Ooh. 38-17, Shane. Yeah, so uh, South Carolina with the spread, but mm-hmm. I just I just I'm I'm worried about, like I said, I just just break the breakdown in the second half. And I think that's where I think that's where South Carolina struggles. Well, Shane up. Obviously, we don't break down Clemson football on this show because it's yeah. weak-ass ACC football. But I've <laughs> been studying it up this week, and, yeah, they've been pretty impressive, Shane. They've been beating the hell out of these, you know, 12 doors that the ACC can throw at them. It's been, it's been pretty impressive. <laughs> but I don't think they've ever seen, even in that te- – maybe going back to Texas A&M, they did. But, you know, the Aggies were not – what they are right now. They were really struggling at the beginning of the season and particularly in that Clemson game. I mean, I know the score was relatively close, but they weren't really ever in that game. And I think they're not going to see another... I don't think Clemson's seen a defense as good as South Carolina's that they're going to see on Saturday. I think that's really going to affect them. Trevor Lawrence... I don't know. I think he's been rather shaky this year, in my opinion, from just from what I've seen. I mean, he's he's just as likely to throw it to the other team as he is his team. So, I think uh, you know South Carolina's got some ball hawks in their secondary. I think they get at least one interception in this game, and I really like the fight that I see in the Gamecocks. Kind of like you, I think the biggest difference in this game, you know, is just the injuries and the depth. I mean, South Carolina's basically got no one to throw the ball to at this point. Running backs are all banged up. Sounds like they're going to go. And the difference could be Brian Edwards. You know, how close is he to 100%? If he's not able to go, I mean, that's going to be just, it's going to be god-awful for South Carolina's offense. But I think I think he's really going to gut it out this week. Final game as a Gamecock. I, by no means would I, you know, think any less of him if he can't go. If, he, if he's too hurt, he's too hurt, you know. But right. if he's able to go, I think he's going to put it out on the line. You know, I, I'm hoping, you know, there's no chance he can further injure himself. Otherwise, he should sit out. But I'm just hoping that he plays, Shane. He's going to have a big game. He's going to get that touchdown record. Gamecocks cover. But in the end, kind of like you, Clemson a little too much. But I think it's close, Shane. I think it's really close here. I'm going Clemson 30, South Carolina 21. I don't think these Gamecocks have given up on their coach, and I think that's the biggest difference here. And if the team was a little bit you know, healthier, had all their weapons, especially if it's that South Carolina that we saw against Alabama, I think they win this game, Shane, but I just don't think they have enough bullets, so to speak, in this one. And uh, Clemson, yeah, I mean, 
ACC champs, who who cares? But mm. <laughs> they're going to march their way to the playoff because they they only had to play two SEC teams. Had they had to face three, <laughs> I think there's a good <laughs> chance they walk away with a loss here. But uh, yeah, I, I'm like you. I like the Gamecocks to cover South or Clemson to win this game. I wish we could have picked, you know. I mean, honestly, I wish we could have. Go with me, Mike. Flip flop when these games were playing. If South Carolina would have got Clemson at the beginning of the season when mm-hmm. they were healthier, I think they would have given them a better run. And I think if Texas A&M were to play Clemson right now, it'd be a hell of a game. So it just it just sucks because we didn't get to pick which two SEC teams get to play Clemson mm-hmm. uh, in their cupcake schedule. But I I really do I. I've never wanted a team other than my – I love, of course, I love Tennessee Vols, but I've never wanted another team uh, this week to win more than I do uh, than I do South Carolina right now just because I hate Clemson, man. Well, just look at it this way, Shane. I wish these two could switch schedules because yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, this is not even a joke. Outside of Texas A&M, yeah. I, I don't think Clemson has faced a team as good as Appalachian State. And that's like the sixth or seventh best team that South Carolina's faced this year. So, yeah, I mean, my goodness, Shane, um, I don't know who's making these schedules in the ACC, but hell, I, I'm sure all these SEC schools would would love to have the schedule <laughs> that damn Clemson has to play. You know what? <laughs> yeah. All right, Shane. Next uh, noon kickoff here, Georgia at Georgia Tech. Technically, there's going to be more Bulldog fans than Yellow Jacket fans. <laughs> This is, again, another nationally televised game on ABC. And the Bulldogs, Shane, heavy favorites in this one. Favored by, what do we got here? 28 and a half. Goodness, Shane. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a ton of points in a rivalry. And i got to make this note because this, uh, this could be devastating, not for this game necessarily, but down the line. Sounds like uh, their receiver, Lawrence Cage or Shane, hurt in practice. And the fear is he has broken his ankle. Oh, man. Which would knock him out for the rest of the season, obviously, I would think. Um, I mean, that's just devastating. That's not official that it's broken. It is official that he's been hurt. Uh, But, uh, you know, everybody and their mother down there in Athens is reporting that news. None of them is reporting the severity of it, which, you know, that tends to be they're probably doing every test imaginable to make sure this kid is, you know, if there's any chance he can play because he's that important. That's kind of what it says to me when we're sitting here, you know, 12 hours after he injured himself and we don't know how bad because uh, he's that important to the Bulldog offense. So I hate to share that news, but got to make that note because uh, without Cager in the lineup, Jake Fromm is, I mean, he's really been hurting. Uh, yeah. All of Jake Fromm's best games this season, basically when Cager has a good performance. So that could be devastating to Georgia's SEC hopes, college football playoff hopes. I don't think it's really going to matter for Georgia Tech game. Thoughts on uh, this one, Shane? No, I, I that that is a huge blow. I think you're right. I think it's a huge blow for the SEC championship. As it's not going to be for this game. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech is man. They're a hot mess. And <laughs> I, I did a little research on these cats. You know, they they are the worst rush defense in the ACC. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And they're going against Georgia, so I think uh, I think Georgia has about 300 rushing yards in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I do think too that they try to get the passing going because if Cager's out, they got to figure something. You know, they can't just 
they can't just rely on the running game, uh, even though it's going to be, you know, easy to do. They've got to come up with some offensive plays here and get some chemistry going in so that they can compete for the SEC championship. So, um, man, this is going to be an absolute barn burner, dude. <laughs> I've got, I've got Georgia winning this game, forty-eight. Georgia Tech, zero. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Tech crosses the 50 twice. <laughs> and here I thought my score was going to be lopsided, Shane. I think this is uh, one of those games that, uh, you know, the players, they enjoy going into it because they know they're going to pad their stats quite a bit. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how off, how long the starters even remain in this game. I don't think Georgia's really going to need their guys to play much longer than the first half. But it is interesting, like you said, I, you know, with the news of Cager going down, how much uh, more reps do we need to get some of these young receivers like Blaylock and Pickens? Mm-hmm. Particularly Pickens, he's starting to heat up. So, I mean, he could be the missing piece there with Cager going down. Certainly, that that could be a devastating blow to Georgia's passing attack moving forward. But in this one, I'm right there with you, Shane. I'm glad you hit on the Georgia Tech rushing defense because that's kind of what I saw too, and I was that opened my eyes. I mean, if they can't <laughs> stop people in the ACC, they got no chance against the Bulldogs. No. I don't think you really need to do much further analysis than that. I'm going Georgia 42, and I think. I got a lot more respect for Georgia Tech's offense than you, Shane. I'm giving them a field goal. (laughs) Garbage time. 42-3, Georgia wins it. I love it. I love it. All right, next noon game, Shane. This one's on the SEC Network. Louisville at Kentucky. And the Wildcats, Shane, favored by a field goal. Lynn Bowden, he won't even say the damn (laughs) other team's name. Who you got winning in this matchup? Oh man, it's 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 hard not to go for uh, for Kentucky here. I just, I this offense has just been so fun to watch. It's it's like a blast from the past. It's like I'm watching high school ball again. You know, mm-hmm. running the veer and the option, and um, you know, talk about Georgia Tech them back in the day. It almost feels like you know, maybe not as many pulling guards, but Kentucky finds a way to win and. They hate Louisville. I hate Louisville. I don't know what's going on with Papa John, but I keep seeing him pop up in our feed. So I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure maybe that's weighing on them, you know, at the Yum Center there. And so I'm going I'm going Kentucky. Um, now I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but I think Louisville scores late and, and gets within a touchdown of this thing. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is going to ground and pound and keep the ball for 40 minutes here. Uh, so Big Blue Nation 21 Louisville. 14. Ooh. Now, I've been very impressed, Shane, with the job that Scott Satterfield's doing here year one. I mean, Bobby Petrino left that program in a damn mess, like he always does. (laughs) I think the biggest difference in this game, Shane, because I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be back and forth. You know, this is always a hotly contested game. These two have had similar seasons, Shane, where – you know, the teams that are have a clear advantage on talent and depth have beaten both these schools this year, whereas kind of the toss-up games or the games they're favored in, they're winning. So, you know, I'm seeing a lot of similarities here. I think, obviously, it's a been much tougher road for Kentucky with all the issues at quarterback. 
But now it just seems like Lynn Bowden and that rushing attack, kind of like you said, they got so much momentum. It seems like Eddie Grand is, is really in the zone, calling these running plays, calling these counters. I mean, he knows what buttons to push and when to, when to do it. I mean, it's it's been truly impressive. Um, it's it's going to be very hard for me to see Kentucky, these seniors, losing this game on senior night. You know, they've really turned the tide in this rivalry, beat the hell out of this team last year on the road, 56-10. to 10. They're really going to turn around and lose it at home. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, like I said, I've been very impressed with uh, Scott Satterfield, the job he's done. I think pretty soon Louisville could be the second-best team in the ACC, which probably makes them about the 10th-best team in the SEC. Kentucky is <laughs> uh, much better than that, even with a wide receiver at quarterback. And, uh, you know, you hit on Georgia Tech being, you know, low in the ACC rankings for defending the run. Louisville is, is right down there with them. They're about 90th in the nation in stopping mm-hmm. the run. Kentucky's got, uh, I believe, the number 12 rushing offense in the entire nation. So that's going to be key in this one. If Louisville can stop the ball, or excuse me, stop the rush, they may win this one. But, hell, Shane, if no one in the SEC can do it, I, don't, I sure as hell don't think a, a poor Louisville defense can do it. I'm going Kentucky to win, ruin Papa John's Thanksgiving weekend here. (laughs) Uh, I got it a little bit different than you. I got Kentucky 28, Louisville 23. So Kentucky wins and covers the spread. But I think this could be a fun game. I think it's going to go a little bit back back and forth. And uh, Lynn Bowden makes a big play here in the fourth quarter to win it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, just check. Lamar Jackson's not playing, so it's (laughs) (laughs) – They're going to – Louisville's going to get to see their uh, Kentucky's version of Lamar this week, man. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. All right, final non-conference game here, Shane, on the docket, the night game. Florida State at Florida, 730 Eastern on SEC Network. And the Gators, Shane, big favorite in this one, 17 and a half points at home. It's a big recruiting weekend. There was speculation that it was going to be a blackout. That never made much sense to me. Florida, they don't they don't have damn black in their uniform. It's going to be a blue out, Shane. So, thoughts mm. on this matchup? The Gators hosting the Seminoles. I should have called it a blowout, Mike, because <laughs> that's <laughs> sometimes they write their sales, Mike. <laughs> uh, maybe that's the past tense of this game because I just don't think. Uh, Florida State, I mean, I know they rallied when the coach got fired and they've won a few here of late. But, you know, Florida, I've, I've been on record saying is is honestly, I think, the third best team in the SEC right now. Uh, maybe fourth, maybe fourth. I, I, I put uh, – I, I just think if you look at what they've done, mm-hmm. and I mean, they kept Georgia close. Uh, you know, they kept LSU close. I mean, this team – is getting no respect sitting there at the 11 spot. I think that they move up a little this week because they show the nation on uh, on rivalry week why they are one of the best teams in the SEC. And I've got Florida winning and covering Florida 35, Florida State 13. Ooh, 35-13, okay. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say there, Shane. I mean, these – Two programs going in different directions, obviously. And remember, uh, you know, I was talking about Florida State's interim coach being undefeated. Turns out he's only 2-0, and one of them was against FCS opponents. So 
<laughs> That's not nearly as impressive now that I've uh, studied them a little bit more. But uh, but I think, uh, once again, kind of like we hit on, I mean, it's time for the Gators, Shane, to turn this rivalry around, flip it over. It would mean so much. Dan Mullen's program go undefeated in the swamp this season, finally beat Florida State. And Dan Mullen is not the type of guy, Shane, that is going to take his foot off the gas. And that's the great thing about Florida's offense, whether it's Kyle Trask, whether it's Emory Jones. You know, they, particularly Emory, Emory Jones, they need to get him some more snaps. So I don't think at any point, I mean, they could have the ball with, you know, one minute left, the whole length of the field to go. He's he's going to fucking go for a touchdown. He's going to say, oh, yeah, we needed the reps. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like Nick Saban. I mean, they, they don't need the reps at this point, but I guess Florida State, they do, Shane. They're going to make a statement. And this is my lock of the week, Shane. I'm going 17.5 point spread. That's a lot of points at home. But I got the Gators winning it 48, Florida State 10. All right. We've got a guest in the studio. I like it. Hey, uh, I, I do want to say this, Mike. It wouldn't surprise me, like you said, you know, you know, because that Mason, uh, you remember Vanderbilt? They're they're throwing there at the very end. Didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, Florida State's been doing a lot of chirping, and they were doing a lot of chirping when they were winning this thing. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. That's a that's a good luck. I like that. Plus, they're going to be doing the unveiling of the new facility, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's just big recruit weekend, like you said. So, it's a good one. I like it. All right, Shane, let's kick it over to the SEC action. We're going to save the Iron Bowl towards the end here, but let's go with your boy, Shane Vanderbilt, at Tennessee. It's going to be a mm-hmm. 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on, a, on the SEC network. Tennessee favored by 21 points, Shane. Mm-hmm. They've not won this one in a while, and sounds like old Jeremy Pruitt, Shane. He's, uh, he's going to name his child after Jawan Jennings. <laughs> You know, Jawan is uh, he's the ultimate competitor, um, great teammate, uh, very, very smart football player, um, does a fantastic job for us. He's tough. He's physical. Everybody sees that. Uh, but he's, he's like that every day. He comes to work every day to, to improve, uh, you know, and, and, ha- and, and he has a positive impact on everybody around him. So, uh, a, a great ambassador to the University of Tennessee. He's going to graduate, um, you know, in a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, he's having a phenomenal year. So he, he's he's uh, he's one of my my all time favorites. Me and my wife are are looking uh, to come up with a name for our, our daughter that's going to be here in January, and she keeps trying to push me to name her Jennings after Jawan. That's so wow. we think a whole lot of it. Uh, I think I just cried a little bit. <laughs> that's <laughs> wow. amazing. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Shay. So a lot of people may think uh, old Coach Pruitt here is joking, but, hell, he's pulled this mover before, Shane. He's He named his son after some of his uh, Alabama defenders. I mean, things are going that good on Rocky Top, Shane. I mean, hell, two months ago there was wild speculation, unfounded speculation, that uh, Coach Pruitt was out the door and, oh, Philip Fulmer going to be taking over for him. Now things are going so good, Shane. Coach Pruitt's going to name his kid after Jawan Jennings. <laughs> Forget Jennings. Name her Jawana, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I, I love it. I love it. You know, and it's f- so funny because you think about the the coaching staff prior to Jennings kicking him off the team, you know, and then here you got the new ball coach wanting to name his, uh, name his kid after him. <laughs> so I just, I, that's just night and day. And, and, and I'm telling you, dude, I, I saw a couple clips after that Missouri game, these guys in the locker room mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's I've never. It's like a family reunion in there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's just hugging on each other. It's just they've been through a lot, man. Uh, you know, media was tough on them at the start of this season, um, myself included. You know, I was uh, bashing uh, Garantano every time I had an opportunity, but Tennessee really has been rallying. And uh, 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 you want to talk about night and day? Dude, this ball club is night and day from the start of the season. And Vanderbilt on the other side just couldn't get it going. I mean, they had a lot of hype coming into the season. The you know, the big three, that's what we kept hearing about. Vanderbilt's gonna be a, a good ball club, potential bowl team, you know. There's no way that Tennessee's gonna be able to beat these guys. And, you know, this is this is a rivalry that is had a bad taste in Tennessee's mouth for a long time. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt has owned Tennessee. And I don't think that this year they're going to be able to keep up with them because Tennessee is playing great on all phases of the ball. Maybe, I mean, if they could block field goals, or, you know, block four <laughs> field goals, that would be good. But other than that, the offense is looking better. The de- defense is looking better. Vanderbilt still hasn't found an identity. I still don't think they even found a damn quarterback over there. And I got Tennessee winning this game and covering the spread. Tennessee 38, Vanderbilt 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I should make that note, Shane. Uh, Derek Mason was asked if Mo Hassan, the quarterback, who is basically the only one that's shown him any life, if he's going to play this week. He is not. So it's probably going to be Riley <laughs> Neal once again. So – that, uh, I mean, that's only going to help your pick there. I agree with a lot of what you said, but at the same time, I believe I said on this podcast, Shane, Tennessee, heading into that South Carolina game, I said if they win that game, they're going to win out. I think that was pretty bold at the time. I think that's one of the very few predictions I got right this year, so <laughs> I got I to gotta remind people that I said that. And I'm going to stick to that, obviously. Shane, Tennessee got so much momentum going into this one. Vanderbilt's got almost none. Now, they did just beat a team from East Tennessee, Shane, so (laughs) take that for what it's worth. They kicked the hell out of ETSU. But, you know, Tennessee, I understand why people think this is going to be, you know, just a complete destruction here at Vanderbilt. So much frustration. But I actually like the fact that Vanderbilt, you know, they should have a lot of confidence coming in here just not based on this season, but just based on the fact that everybody on the damn roster knows what it takes to beat Tennessee. They have a history of doing it. So I don't think they're going to be afraid of Tennessee. I don't think they're going to back down. I don't think the crowd's going to intimidate them. And at the same time, Shane, this Tennessee team, while they're trending in the right direction, they're still very young. They're still, you know, it's kind of coach speak when the coaches say it, but it's also true. You know, this team, it doesn't seem like they know how to play a complete game. I mean, they look amazing one quarter, and then they're making all these stupid mistakes the next. They're, they're having penalties and, and dropping the ball on simple handoffs. Tennessee just doesn't seem to make things easy. So, 
mm-hmm. I'm not ready to say that Tennessee is just going to come out here with, you know, everyone's on cloud nine. They're trying to, oh, they're envisioning, you know, going to Florida for this, the bowl game. And, and that's all out the window if they lose this game, Shane. And isn't it the most Tennessee thing in the world where, you know, hell, we got we got the Sugar Bowl locked up. All we got to do is beat Vanderbilt. <laughs> and then they come out and, you know, whip the hell out of Tennessee. So I certainly don't think Tennessee is going to lose this game. But I think it could be kind of – I think some Tennessee fans are going to be on the edge of their seat, Shane, maybe towards halftime. Because I, I don't know. It's just Tennessee is just – like I said, I just don't know if they're capable. I, hell, even Garantano may throw like a pick six early and everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, here we go. What what are you doing, Mike? But the second half, <laughs> Tennessee will take control. So I like Tennessee to win this game, but I don't. I just don't see a blowout coming here, Shane. Given all we've seen in this this rivalry here in the past couple seasons, so I said all that to kind of pump up Vanderbilt. But I'm picking Tennessee to win, thirty to ten. <laughs> thirty to ten. Jeez. So I like Vanderbilt to cover. I don't know. This is one of my most. I don't know. Everything's. Everything's pointing towards Tennessee with an easy cover here, but I just don't I just don't think they're gonna get it done. I don't think it's gonna be quite that easy. I've heard some people saying, Oh, Tennessee's gonna score fifty. Uh well they I don't believe they've done that in about two years against a non FCS team. So I just don't I don't think it's gonna be quite that easy on Tennessee's offense to just kinda run all over Vanderbilt. Dude, Jennings gonna have fifty points in this game. <laughs> have you <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that I was too low because you want to talk about emotional team. This this team has emotionally bought in. As soon as Missouri was over, they were on to Vanderbilt. They've locked up the bowl game. I mean, they they hate Vanderbilt. Think about it. Think think about the seniors on this class. Here's Juwan Jennings. He's been at Tennessee for eight years. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. the majority of the time, it's losing to Vanderbilt. So you know, don't think that ain't going to trickle down to the team and and get them all pumped up because. These, these guys are going to be ready. In fact, I think I'm a little too low on my score. I think it is going to be a blowout the more I think of it. So okay. I just I, I just I don't think Vanderbilt has a lot to play for, and Tennessee does. So uh, I think they're just going to be emotionally in, in check, and I hope the place is sold out. I'll tell you that. As much as these seniors have given to the university, I, I hope that everyone's there at the game. Well, I just, I'll be honest with you, Shane. I'm a little bit more – Sold on my pick now that I've heard you. You're so sold the other way. <laughs> All right, Shane, next to last game here, the uh, night game on ESPN, Texas A&M at LSU in Death Valley, 7 o'clock Eastern kick here. LSU, Shane, favored, big favorite here, 17 points. Thoughts on this one? Somebody said that this is a record uh, for playing the number one team or number – is it, have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe uh, Texas A&M set a new standard. Not necessarily a standard you want to play, but uh, they have played more number one teams than anyone, I think, in recorded history. <laughs> so <laughs> they've, lost, they've lost all of them, obviously, this season, but uh, that's kind of to be expected when you're playing damn number one. Yeah, I, I, I really do like this Texas A&M team. I, I think that they're coming – up at the right time I, th- I think that they're growing and the youth of this team you should be so excited and ecstatic for next season because i mean trust me i've, I've looked at that schedule next year and it looks night and day compared to what <laughs> you're playing this year so um but unfortunately lsu 
Dude, they've had you guys circled for a while. Coach O hates Texas A&M. I'm just being honest with you right now. He The, the boys are going to be pumped. The boys are going to be rallied here. Texas A&M's best shot here is to stick to fundamental play and do what they know what they can do. And, and I think that they can execute and, and capitalize on mistakes because an emotional team will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But LSU, Joe Bur- – I mean, you're watching history, dude. I mean, Joe is playing – at a level that I've never seen. I mean, we talked about Plumlee and how fun and exciting he is. A lot of people have watched this LSU team. Well, you've watched the best quarterback in the country, if you ask me. The the kid is on a different level. And I, I just I, I don't think Texas AM is going to be able to can keep up with this offense. I think they're going to be able to score against LSU defense, but they're not going to be able to keep up because when LSU decides to score, they can do it in 10 seconds. So I've got LSU winning this game 45, Texas A&M 31. So I got them covering the spread, but uh, LSU winning this ball game. Well, shit, we kind of broke down the college football playoff picks, you know, right after they were announced there on Tuesday evening. And the Aggies were not featured, you know, obviously not ranked. They have been previously, but... After racking up some losses, they're not in there. And I'll tell you, even though they probably, you know, they knew they weren't going to be ranked, I think uh, Jimbo Fisher probably went on a damn tirade when he saw Ohio State is a new number one team in the nation. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, as if LSU didn't have enough motivation for this damn game, Shane. I mean, Coach O's been talking about it. He said they've been looking forward to this one all Damn year. Man, now now they're bumped down to number two after they've been number one for weeks. And, I mean, they were up 56-6 to six against Arkansas, and they're, they jumped down to number two? Mm-mm. That's, <laughs> that's not going to do it there for Coach O and company. Joe Burrow, if there was any chance, and I don't think there was a chance, but if there was any chance LSU was going to take it easy, that just went out the window with that number two ranking. They want to show the world they're number one. They are not going to let their foot off in the gas on this one. 72-70, what was it, 72-74-72, 74-72, that's weighing heavy. I think LSU may try to they may try to put up 72 just to prove a point in this one. Let them know what's, uh, you know, this is a different LSU. You ne- mm-hmm. they, I think they want to set a standard here, make Texas A&M. Uh, remind them that uh, you know the Tigers own them, and if not for a couple questionable calls, LSU would be undefeated. They think that one was stolen from them. They're not going to let this one be stolen from them. I just don't think – I think everything Texas A&M threw into that Georgia game, they, they damn near could have won it, Shane, but it's going to be so hard to get up off the mat after that physical game, go back on the road in front of Death Valley and do it again. Mm-hmm. I don't think they got enough gas in the tank either, so – a lot of factors playing against the Aggies in this one, Shane. I think this is a damn blowout, and I, I think I may be even a little conservative with my pick here. I'm going LSU 48, Texas A&M 20. Tigers getting easy cover here Saturday night in Death Valley, heading into the SEC championship game. Golly, Mark, why do you hate Texas A&M so much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate them. I just think LSU is a team on a mission, man. 
All right, final game here, Shane. We even got a hype, old school hype video here via CBS 42 down there in Alabama. Let's kick it over to the Iron Bowl. There's going to be a lot of days when you lay your guts on the line and you come away empty-handed. Ain't a damn thing you can do about it but go back and lay them on the line again. And again and again. And if we do that as a team, 11 at the time, well, four years from now, why, you'll be walking out of here as a national champion. And I'll tell you this. I expect nothing less. Sir Isaac Newton said it this way. He said, if it seems I can see further than most people, it's because I've stood on the shoulders of giants. Run like a wild man. Wild man turn the loose. Be sharp. Be ready. I want you to think about it and let it sink in deep. We work in the summertime in January and February and spring to experience moments like this. This is the beginning of a new day. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone. But I shall not forget the price I paid for it. All right, Shane, so Alabama favored on the road, on the plains here, at Auburn. Yet Alabama's a three-and-a-half-point favorite heading into this matchup, Shane. Who do you like here? Oh, buddy, this is it, man. When you say college rivalry, this is the game you think of. Mm-hmm. And, and it always seems like there's a lot riding on this one, and there is – Maybe not as much for Auburn as there is Alabama. Alabama's got to come out and win and look impressive. But Tua ain't suiting up, buddy. You know, how many RIP videos have we seen this week with Tua? You know, he's coming back. He's going to be playing in the NFL, but he will not be playing for Alabama. I think Auburn, you know, the thing that I like about Auburn is – you know, they had some close games here of late. You know, you think of Georgia within a touchdown. You think of LSU within a field goal. Gus Malzahn just couldn't get over the hump. Now, I, I, I'm taking Florida game out because I think they've done a lot of growing and development since then. Mm-hmm. And this defense is looking better every freaking week, man. Alabama, golly, has got some freaking weapons. They got, I think, one of the I, – I think they got the greatest – receiving core in the nation Mm -hmm. uh hands down Uh, i think the running backs you know i think the running game has picked up here of late and that's what they're going to try to rely on a little bit more but you cannot run into a brick wall man and that's what auburn is jordan Hare pulls out i mean they always have these upsets once in a blue moon and i think we're gonna get one this week mike (laughs) (sighs) i'm trying to build up the suspense but i just want to go ahead and tell you because you already know I've got Auburn pulling up, I, I pulling the upset here, twenty four, Crimson Tide twenty one. Let me ask you this, Shane, because obviously some people on the plains unhappy with Gus Malzahn. Not saying his job is necessarily on the line or anything, but you know, obviously lost all the critical games this year. 
how far would uh, beating Alabama go to, you know, kind of chilling those oh. hot seat? And, and keep in mind, Shane, if, if Auburn wins this game, that'll mean Gus has beaten Nick Saban three out of seven. I mean, that's a hell of a record considering mm-hmm. everything that uh, we know about Alabama's football program and Nick Saban, arguably the greatest coach of all time in, at the college level. Yeah, I, I don't think I think he gets an extension, man. You know, I mean, when you beat Nick Saban in Alabama, that's that's the pinnacle. You know, there there were some games they dropped during the season that they'd love to have back, but you know, if you if you were to give me a, a this record and, and a win over Alabama, you know, I, I I don't know, and the youth at quarterback, the youth on this team in general, uh, I I think that there's you know the defense is obviously going to be. Uh, a bigger question mark next year, but I, I think that the offense is definitely moving in the right direction. So yeah, I think the Boo Birds uh, they go back in till next year. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, Shane, I would not be so quick though, because <laughs> looking at it this way, Shane, I you know I kind of was trying not to tip my hand earlier in the week, but you know I think Mac Jones playing in this game, I think that's an overrated story, considering, like you said, all these weapons Alabama has. I mean, he doesn't have to be too uh, – no, they're not going to score 50 points on this Auburn defense. They're too good. But, hell, Shane, you just give one of these guys a slant pass and they just take it to the house. We've seen that time and time again. And they just have – you know, going beyond the receivers. I mean, Najee Harris playing the best football of his life. The offensive line is playing so well there for the Crimson Tide here in recent weeks. They're getting – you know, they're all healthy down there. I just don't think Mac Jones is going to be much of a factor in this game. Now, of course, if he just completely self-destructs, then he will be a factor. I mean, I think that's that's the key issue for Alabama. I don't think he's going to do that, though. I think he's seen the field enough to where, yes, he's never you know played significant minutes on the road or anything, but he's been on that team long enough. You know, I don't think it's going to necessarily intimidate him. And I just don't have faith right now in Auburn's offense I mean, half these games, they they just look terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's kind of like they are what they are at this point. And I'm not necessarily putting that on Bo Nix. I know there's a lot of people questioning him, but I really think he's got a bright future. I think it's more about the offensive line and just them being inconsistent. And I just, I think Alabama's going to win that battle, the line of scrimmage. And I think it's kind of a sucker's bet here. I think they set this line so low because they want, they just want everybody and their mother to be picking against Alabama. I think Alabama wins this one. Mm. I'm going Crimson Tide 27, Auburn 20. Let's uh, let's light a fire under that Gus bus for the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And imagine oh. that, Shane. I'm certainly, you know, Auburn's good enough, particularly that defense, to, for, you, for your scenario to play out. Yeah. But let's just, you know, Go with me here. Let's say my scenario plays out here. Alabama wins by a touchdown, and Tua didn't even play in this damn game. How many times is Gus Malzahn going to hear about that in the offseason? Oh, quite a bit, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly. it And it's, it's crazy to say, but, you know, that's why you pay these coaches so much money to win games like this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it wasn't just this game, you know, because if they lose this game – then you start to look, well, damn, we, you know, a c- couple of coaching mistakes is the reason we lost the LSU game. A couple 
mistakes there at Georgia's reason, you know, I mean, it's just, you could, you could play all these scenarios out in your head and, and, and it all filters back to coach and him taking the reins of this offense. So yeah. Uh, uh, even though uh, we haven't really been talking a lot of hot seat, but if you if you lose this game, maybe not lose. If you like lose, if you get blown out in this game, mm-hmm. I could definitely see him getting fired. I think, though, I think his job's safe. They got way too much money invested in him, and uh, and and the team's not that bad, you know. But uh, you know what am I talking about? I, I'm, Auburn's winning this thing, Mike. Don't you try to talk me out of my pick. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> All right, Shane. So that's going to do it for the picks. You know, this is going to be some awesome games this weekend. Savor every one of them. A lot of, a lot of these games are going to be the last time these teams hit the field this season. And you may be disappointed with your team's results, Shane, but it's a long, long, long offseason. So savor, savor every second this weekend, all these games. I just think it's great Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, there's so much football this weekend. Uh, Enjoy the food. Enjoy the holiday. Everyone be safe on your travels there. Uh, You know, always be careful. Don't drink and drive. Just just have a merry time, and uh, let's kick back and watch some football. Absolutely, dude. Happy Thanksgiving. I you know, I, I just I appreciate all you guys. I mean, it's you're the reason we do it. Um, you know, it just started out just me and Mike bullshitting about college football, and it's really grown into something special. And and honestly, if it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing it. You know, we'd and honestly, I I, I love this time of year. Um, like you said, the food, the family, but the football, it's. You know, I mean, in the back of your mind, you know that it's coming to an end. So let's let's sponge up this Saturday. Uh, let's 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 dive all in. Let's go all in on these rivalry week and and uh, because, like I said, uh, other pa- podcasts, you know, it's it's three hundred days, man. It's it's almost three hundred days till we see college football again at this moment. So yeah, I'm ready, Mike. I love college football. I love talking to it uh, with you about it. So. Uh, I don't know. Getting sappy. I think I'm out of beer, but uh, <laughs> can't drink too much, Mike, because it's really early, and I'm not an alcoholic, you know. <laughs> and I'm thankful for that, you know. <laughs> All right, Chase. So I think that's going to do it for this one. Uh, unless you got anything before we hop off here, I do got one more thing, Mike. Okay. Because I'm thankful for all the listeners and all the reviews, I'd like to cue the music. Because we are going to read these, uh, and I got to go all the way back to the first of October. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up a chair, Mike, because I've got a few coming to you here. Okay, I'm almost there. Wow, there is a lot. I appreciate you guys. I do. It's a lot of koozies, Mike. It's a lot of freaking koozies. Okay, here we go. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, first one. Huh? This one comes from Inch by Inch. It's titled Talking Football with Buddies. Five star. Great SEC podcast. These guys are like listening to your friends talk football over a few beers, except they're funnier and actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> inch by Inch, I appreciate you. All right, the cool Tyler. 
five star from a big orange balls fan to another hey guys i enjoyed listening to your podcast every day on the way to work i can tell you both know and genuinely care what you're talking about and i really admire that please keep up the good work and i know i'll i know it'll pay off soon god bless and go vols cool tyler i appreciate you alan mack number 11 awesome podcast five star Listen to the podcast almost every day. The guys give the most unbiased, comprehensive review of the entire league, even them dang Gators. Keep up the good work, guys. Dogs on top. Well, Alan Mack, 11, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, hold your applause. HDB, one, two, three. These guys do a great job. Five star. Fair and unbiased decision of the SEC football. I listen f- to four sec podcast and they are the only ones that put out a pod about every day i feel sorry for shane and the perpetual state of all football great pod <laughs> thanks for doing it <laughs> now this was back in october things were a little darker back then <laughs> appreciate you hdb uh this one comes from sean go cox a plus pod five star mike and shane do an excellent job of providing detailed non-biased sec football news I love the way their personalities play off each other. Great listen. Well, Sean, I appreciate you. Uh, Jack Bo Jennings, uh, hottie toddy, five star. Best overall coverage of the league I could find anywhere. Something the fans of each team can relate to. You guys are a part of my daily routine. Well, Mr. Jennings, Mrs. Jennings, I appreciate you. Matt Tahoe, uh, one of our buddies on Twitter, one of the original followers, best college football podcast, five-star, cover all the SEC teams equally, which is appreciated, informative, funny, and highly entertaining. Well, Matt, I appreciate you. Stud 10 best sports, pod- best sports podcast ever, five-star. Great podcast, guys. Love listening to y'all every morning at work. Keep up the good work and go dogs. Jay Stud, I appreciate you. Mm. Okay. JRP. Greatness. Five star. Good solid coverage mixed with humorous takes. JRP, I appreciate you. VL Carpenter, the highlight of my workday. Five star. Love hearing these guys talk SEC football. Definitely feel Cousin Shane's pain toward being a Vols fan. Keep up the content. Keep the content coming, guys. VFL Carpenter, I appreciate you. Just hang in there. We're gonna we're gonna be bowl eligible. We're still in October. <laughs> Mo Mules Mules. <laughs> High star. Mizzou fan. I love this pod. I appreciate the coverage, and I feel like me and Shane could be great drinking buddies. Well, Mo Mules, come on down. NNJ96, great show, five-star. I enjoy listening to these guys. They do a good job covering the whole conference. Well, NNJ96, I appreciate you. I'm going to call you uh, Ninja. State SWAT 3, best college football podcast, five-star. This podcast gets me through the lulls of the office work week. Love the podcast, even though every time I see Mike's power ranking on Twitter, it makes my blood boil. Alabama not being number one? Well, just hoping Shane can make his money back last half of the season. We'll state why I appreciate you, and I'm getting there. And, uh, and Mike's got you beating Auburn pretty good, so I appreciate you. Nick J14. S, uh, best college football podcast, five-star. SEC Mike and Amp, I don't know what that means. 
Oh, that's that thing they can't do. Okay, SEC Mike, Cousin Shane are amazing. Host as they break down the entire SEC. I'm a Michigan fan. Ooh, hopefully we get to play them in the bowl. But I love watching following an SEC football. These guys have the most entertaining, informative college football podcast that really keeps me on the pulse of what's going on in the most exciting conference in football. Keep up the good work, fellas. Well, Nick, I appreciate you. Jay Freer 10, review five-star. Love your guys' podcast listening episodes every week. You guys are both funny as hell. Keep doing what you guys do because you guys are killing it. Go Tigers. Jay Freer, I appreciate you. Oh, look at Doyle making the list October 9th. That's where we're at. Earn money the easy way. Five star. Just give a listen to Shane's Lock of the Week. And, well, you know the rest of the story. No further explanation needed. <laughs> oh, that narrative's changed, Doyle. Mike and Shane will get you through the week. Once you get hitched in their wagon, you won't jump off. Five stars, even in the offseason, the best. Well, Duel, I appreciate you. One of the original followers there. I appreciate Duel. East over West, uh, the best daily co- college football podcast. Mike and Shane are awesome. Five star. These guys are hilarious. And fading Shane's picks are always a surefire way to make some money. <laughs> they have great daily content and always hit the teams, giving each one equal unbiased attention. Seriously, subscribe. And listen every day because this is better than cold beer and hot wings watching the dogs kick some SEC tail. Go dogs. East over West, I appreciate you. Mike 55, updated review. Five star. Y'all still keeping it going. Been listening since the end of last season and loving it. One of the original followers, Mike, I appreciate you. Jay McKinney, 1138, best podcast or any true, and then it cuts off. Sorry, I don't know what it says after that, but five-star. As a diehard Georgia fan, I was a little nervous to listen to this Tennessee homer tell me their thoughts on the SEC football, but after a few listens, it's become a tradition each morning on the way to work. I have even had a little empathy for old cousin Shane. This is that SEC podcast and the best. Keep them coming. Well, McKinney, I appreciate you. Somebody's getting attacked over at Mike's house. <laughs> who let the dogs in, buddy? T- uh, Truno, it's a good time. Five star, very informative and fun to listen to. Great job, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, marijuana hater, my guys, five star. I feel like these guys are like listening to my uncles talking football. Love these guys and how passionate they are about the SEC. Well, marijuana hater, I appreciate you. Saban's hip. <laughs> Great podcast. Five star. I'm an Alabama fan living in Tennessee, so I love the completely non-biased of this podcast you fellas tell. It is how tell it how it is, especially chain. While he's sipping what I assume is bush light. <laughs> Love the pod. Keep it up. Good work. Saban's hip. I appreciate you. Jeremy, 1417. Great podcast. Five star. I love the podcast, and these guys do a great job. They're funny and cover all the teams. I literally listen to them daily. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate you. Jordan Roger. Is it the Jordan Roger? No. No, it's doesn't have the D in there. Good podcast. Five star. Just started listening. Not a bad podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right. 
I love that review. Straight to the point. I appreciate you, Jordan Rogers. Uh, even though I don't like your takes on Garantano during your SEC media coverage. Gamecock Elite 8, five-star beer emoji. I love it. Great pod- podcast for keeping up with all the teams in the SEC daily. Need to keep spreading the Halinsky, Heislinski hop. That's for you, Mike. Go Cox. Well, Gamecock Elite, I appreciate you. Good grief, Mike. Wody, CP, great SEC podcast. Five-star I, I ain't gonna be able to talk at Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm new to following uh, SEC football, and I really enjoy this podcast. A lot of great, informative, and hosts are very entertaining. Glad to have this podcast to add in my daily listens. Definitely give it a try. Wody, I appreciate you. Crawford, 333. Great job, guys. Five star. Love to hear Mike and Shane's take on all the teams in the SEC. Keep up the great work and go big freaking orange. Yeehaw! That came from Crawford. I appreciate you. Rock and see. Five stars. Stealing my old lady's phone. <laughs> Trying to get her an LSU beer koozie to go with my Bama koozie to be used on game day. Well, Rock and I appreciate the effort and I appreciate you. Tiffany, Nick. The SEC football koozie. Five star. The SEC football makes me look forward to driving to work. I get my dose of SEC football each morning. This is the best well-rounded SEC football podcast out there. The humor and around the SEC content can cannot be beat. I like their unbiased SEC opinions, even when they get too high on teams after they beat a trash team like Auburn beating Mississippi State. Rule of thumb, don't get too high after a win and too low after a loss. Love these guys. SEC Mike and Cousin Shane are the best. Keep the content coming. Giga Maggie's K-Love Ags. <laughs> All right, K-Love Ags, I appreciate you. And I I do. I'm very emotional better, as you've figured out. The Let's see. The Damon, the Dam, wait, the Damon Nomad. Okay. I'm sure that means something, but I, I can't figure it out. Stop searching, start listening. Five-star. Boy, this one's a book, Mike. Stop reading this review and subscribe to the podcast. Do you love SEC football? Do you love to laugh? Do you love to keep up with college football news? If you answered yes to any of these, then this is the podcast for you. I have and do listen to them all, and this one is my go-to. From going around the league to random emails from PETA. To the slight pause before a can of beer pops open, to the hilarious outtakes at the end, $100 locked of the week, to off-the-wall reviews from couples who broke up and had their moment at a furniture store and they're in need of help taking care of a pet, to an emergency podcast with Shane, so good I made my family listen to it on the way to church following Sunday morning. <laughs> By the way, thanks to my wifey for sitting in the church parking lot for the letting me finish the podcast for time after time. I consider these guys a part of my extended family. Roll Tide. Well, Damon, I appreciate you, sir. Reed, 87 Clark, MSU fan and loyal listener, five-star. I enjoy this podcast so much. Y'all always have a great uh, – y'all, y'all always have great options and cover all 14 teams in the conference, not just the Bama like we uh, like some networks do. Keep up the good work. Hail State, Reed Clark, I appreciate you. J.M. Surrett, 
best SEC podcast out there. Five star. Love the enthusiasm from Cousin Shane. And Mike brings legit journalist credentials because Shane's not legit. Tell me. I'm telling you. Great mix of solid football analysis, hilarious banter. They are Tennessee homers, but they're a good bit uh, of time to – they spend a good bit of time for each and every SEC team. Go Tigers. Well, JM, I appreciate you. Ping, J95, great pod, five-star, love the pod. Need more Mizzou talk. Well, we had plenty of that today. Ping, I appreciate you. Hog, 202, good stuff, five-star, great podcast with unbiased coverage on all the teams, one of my go-to college football podcasts. Keep up the good work, guys. Also, woo pig, this one, Studley McBuff, what an awesome name. Very fun podcast, five-star. I wasn't sold on this podcast at first because they always seemed down on Missouri. Oh, shit, Studley, you may have. You may have. You shouldn't have listened to this one because we just fired him. But after a while, they cracked me up so much I really didn't care. <laughs> okay. Plus, living on the West Coast surrounded by Duck fans, I need something to drown out all the quacks. Every time Cousin Shane cracks open a beer, I join along. Heck yeah. This is a podcast that's great for college football fans, but bad for the liver. <laughs> M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Studly McBuff, awesome name. I appreciate you. C.A. Thornhill, best SEC podcast, bar none, five-star, great unbiased coverage of all the SEC teams, great audio clips, plus out puts out several podcasts every week and is number one listen for me in the morning. C.A. Thornhill, I appreciate you. D-F-U-U-M, I don't know. I don't know if we're spelling a cuss word or not here. Great podcast, five-star. I love this podcast. Clear, concise, and balanced analysis of all SEC teams. What do you think of that sentence, Mike? Shane is hilarious, and he and Mike clearly enjoy a good relationship and have a great rapport. This has become my new favorite podcast. Can't believe become was the word that got me there. But DF, I appreciate you. Josh Buford. Great SEC podcast with five-star hosts. They do a stellar job of staying up to date with every SEC team. Great chemistry between the two. Makes this a fun listen. It's also nice to have Cousin Shane to share a Tennessee Vols misery. Go Vols. Josh Buford, I appreciate you. No happy hey buddies. A nice name. I like it. Great podcast. Five-star. Hey, buddy. Love the end. and laughs only negative is the color (laughs) orange is ugly go dogs listening for over a year now this is a must listen on the way to work well no happy hey buddies i appreciate you c cross 825 favorite football podcast five star love listening to y'all every week always a great mix of informative entertaining go dogs c cross i appreciate you poke and go training dust off the Balls, five stars, second time reviewer here. Second time. I have a mailbag question for Cousin Shane. What's your brew of choice? Also, I'd like an orange colored koozie. <laughs> Mauer hour, baby. Well, Mauer didn't work out for us. This is October 10th. Um, but I mean, I think we've got a bright future. Uh, I think I don't think it's the last time we see him on the field, but my brew of choice uh, this morning is Bud Light. 
Choop Dog, a worthy listen, five star. This is the only podcast I listen to where I really want a beer when I listen. A koozie would be great too. Keep up the great work. Hell State, beat the dog or beat the balls. Shoop Dog. Well, that did not work out for you, Shoop Dog. I apologize. And you probably drank a few beers on that one. So I appreciate the effort though. Uh, Trey Duncan sings awesome way to start your day. Five star. I'm a professional musician. So my work schedule is a flip flop from a lot of people. Ever since I found this podcast last fall, I've enjoyed waking up with a nice cup of black coffee and the sec podcast. Great banter between Mike and Shane. And I love all the sound bites from the coaches across the conference. Keep on rocking out guys and go dogs. Well, Trey Duncan sings. I appreciate you. D Thames, oh my God, here we go. A euphoric experience, five-star, like Ulysses. <laughs> Golly. I was drawn to a siren song, Sarah, oh man, I know who this is too. I follow, uh, song, ser- uh, serenading, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's what that says, me and my car speaker. What on earth is that magical sound caressing my eardrums and filling my head with sweet, sweet football? I thought like a man on fire, I scoured through my phone to find more. My fingers flew across the retina display of my cell phone, spelling out what what would be those faithful three words, that SEC podcast. Since that day, my commutes have been blissful. Long long past are the days where I listen solely to the sound of wind or obscenities shouted by Karen. I cut off a mile back while my mind was busy basking in the intellectual spa of SEC gridiron dialogue. My life is now complete and can die a happy man. Well, D Thames, you're an asshole and I love you. Thank you for the review, and uh, I studied this when I still butchered it, Mike. I, I read it about 10 times, but I still messed it up. Seadrum, uh, best SEC pod, five-star, laid-back Southern boys. They cover every team probably a little too much all in the great show. Keep picking against them, Gators. Seadrum, I appreciate you. Kayla. MK, great SEC podcast, five-star. Love listening to this podcast during the week while I'm supposed to be working. Ha, I don't always get a chance to catch a lot of the games. So I love this podcast because it keeps me updated with everything going on. Keep up the great work. Love it. Gig them. One complaint, that pop of top makes me want to drink a beer. Kayla, I've been there. Appreciate you. Baddo, TT, uh, go Gators, five-star, excellent cast leading into the UF-LSU matchup. Mm, Bado, I appreciate you. That didn't work out, but there's always next year. Yeehaw doggy, October 13th, Mike, that's where we're at, just in case you're wondering. Y'all know Georgia's where the bing, 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 bing. I can't read the rest. Five-star, I know from Atlanta to San Diego, these two. What the hell are you doing over there, Mike? You tell Bob Vila to calm down while I'm reading these reviews. <laughs> I moved Atlanta to San Diego, and these two Yahoos have been amazing. So entertaining and funny. They do a great job with the clips around the league. I'd hang out with these guys on Saturday night for sure. I'm not sure they would keep up being 
that they are Tennessee homers. I love this dadgum show. Well, yeehaw, doggy, I appreciate you. Uh, I'm not going to read this name, but we love you guys out here. That's from Cali Bulldogs. Love the SEC. Uh, Bove, HF, top-notch, five-star. One of Wow. <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, listen almost daily. Uh, the podcast is for anyone who loves SEC football and self-deprecating banter. It's a real shame about the Tennessee homer, but hey, buddy, maybe next year. Anyways, thanks for doing what you do and doing it for as long as you can. War damn eagle. Golly. All right. Dr. I'm not going to read that one either. Uh, great show. Five star. I really enjoy the show. Mike and Shane have great insight and offer good unbiased commentary about everything going on in the SEC. I would highly recommend to anyone who loves college football and likes to be up to date on everything going on around in the SEC. Well, Doc, I appreciate you. Candy Crusher, that SEC pod, five star. I always uh, give a great oh, – sorry, let me start that one over. Five star, always a great listen. I'm a diehard Bama fan, and I tune in every episode. Here in Shane Crack at Beer, start the day uh, off every episode is a high point of my day. Well, Candy Crusher – actually, Candy Crushing is, is, is a pretty high part of my day too, and it's slow at work. So I appreciate you and the effort you've put in to making uh, leaving a review for us. D-Ball, 72, great show, five-star, really enjoyed the podcast, good analysis, and they really do a great job capturing the news around the league, perfect for when you miss the headlines and need to be brought up to speed. Tommy Gator, D-22, greatest show, SEC show in history, five-star, great show, very entertaining, knowledgeable, big five-star review, keep up the good work, go, go Gators. My, uh, Tommy Gator, appreciate you. Michael Graham, Fantastic, entertaining. This podcast podcast gives consistent, unbiased updates on the, all the SEC teams. Anyone interested in college football or specifically the SEC can learn a lot from this podcast. It's overviews, coaching performances, players, personnel, overall team performance, and much more. I make sure to listen to every show so I'm up to date on all the SEC. Well, Michael Graham, I appreciate you. Ben from Tennessee, best college football podcast Five star. Their takes are close enough to reality to get your hearts broken. <laughs> ten out of ten. Would lose money on Cousin Shane's lock again. Ben from Tennessee, I appreciate you. Baker, 1949, SEC five star. This is the best SEC show. I enjoy the insight and humor. I resubscribe as per your instructions. If you haven't done that, please do that today. Go Tigers. Know what I mean. Baker, 1949, I appreciate you. Cockiest one, conspiracy theory. Ooh, this one sounds good. Five star. I never believed in a stacked decks before, but really? Question mark. We have had two games in a row where the SEC refs have clearly protected a nationally darling over the Gamecock. Would appreciate your thoughts. Also, big shout out to Mike and Shane. You consistently have more original, entertaining, and knowledgeable point of the view of the SEC football than anywhere. Bring back Sheila and Gerald if you can. Otherwise, keep up the great work. Cockiest, I appreciate you. And yes, I do think there was a conspiracy. I think uh, it was in Georgia this week. See now, 1979, Gamecocks at Vols, five-star. These guys know their SEC football and pack in a lot of laughs along the way. Hey, Shane, 
I'm a Gamecock. Let's pop a few tops and watch a game together and see if the refs will agree to let us play. So apparently this was a rough week for South Carolina. I appreciate you guys. New York Vols fan, five-star SEC fan from up north. Great podcast and insight in the SEC football. Go Vols. Well, New York Vols fan, I appreciate you. Gator, I'm just here for that koozie. Uh, to the point. Five-star, I'm reviewing this. I'm rewriting this review since my first one didn't get posted, presumably for PG-13 language. Anyway, here Okay, let's just see. This is a this longer one. Presumably a PG-13 language. Anyway, even if he's a ball, I'd drink a case of cheap beer with Cousin Shane. <laughs> I'd drink a beer with Mike, too. Also, I've never had real desire to go to Vegas, but now, should I ever win the lottery, I'd be interested in taking Shane to see how much money he could lose me in a single weekend. <laughs> Thanks for ensuring my Gators lost to the LSU uh, long before kickoff. I'm sure I'm not. Uh, okay, I, that's when I was on my streak, okay? I'm sure I'm not the first or last to curse your lock of the week. I wanted to give you a shout-out to my buddy Alex, Georgia grad, who introduced me to this podcast. Our friendship will probably end in two weeks. <laughs> it, it does, trust me. And not uh, even a mutual love for Guy Fury can save it. He makes terrible mac and cheese. Also, shout-out to my other bud, Kara, slightly more tolerable, Auburn grad, 24-13. Thank y'all for making me laugh all the way to work and every morning. Go Gators, and please make Georgia the lock of the week, November 2nd, so Alex can season his bland mac and cheese with tears. Okay, I'm, I'm almost done. That's my, that's my daughter. She's rushing me up. It's Thanksgiving, Mike. Here we go. I'm speeding it up. 86, Texas Ags, SEC, enjoyable podcast, five-star. Texas A&M fan loves engaging in enjoyable podcasts and covering the teams in the SEC. The two hosts have some fun, throw in a decent mix of uh, sound bites from the press conferences and teams, and manage to provide good insights on games, controversies, and the events of the conference. They know a lot, but, I, but don't come across as snotty know-it-alls, that's for sure. In fact, well, Mike a little bit. In fact, like some others have noted, they seem to be coupled with good old couple of good old boys with like to grab a beer at the corner bar and uh, talk SEC sports. I like how they provide decent show descriptions with accurate timelines, and they can fast forward to discussions that most interest you. Trust me, you will not be disappointed if you subscribe. Now, send me a damn koozie, Mike. LOL. <laughs> Tex Ags, I appreciate you. A-J-H, love y'all's SEC stuff, great content, great pod, five-star, appreciate you. Uh, Blake, LSU fan, five-star, you both do an amazing work, and I love your podcast. Great insight and sound bites from the coaches and great opinions as well as humor involved and not taking things seriously or worrying about PC. Keep up and go Tigers. Blake, I appreciate you. A-B Parton, five-star review. That's literally what it's named. Five stars. Good listen. Insight from each coach and team. Go Vols. A.B. Parton, I appreciate you. Neo, diehard dog. Five star. Love the podcast. And it has become my go-to podcast. I drive for a living and listen to while driving uh, is sports podcast shows. And this has become my first one I put on. You guys do a great job covering all the SEC teams and keeping it entertaining. Neo, I appreciate you. We're getting there, Mike. T. Shankles, five-star 
it's not gambling if you know you're going to win. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Always keep me up to date on the SEC happenings uh, on my ride to work every morning. Just want to give a special thanks to Cousin Shane for his locks of the week, making my wallet just a little bit thicker than before season started. Roll tight and keep up the good works. Uh, Shankles, I appreciate you. and I, I feel bad for everybody because they were fading my picks for a long time, but now Shane's on fire and they don't know what to do. So just hang in there. You're going to see I'm going 3-0 and this week, baby. CH Powell, 808. God bless you, Shane. Dogs. Five star Shane, your lock of the week gets me through the week. Keep firing from the hip. Shooters shoot. <laughs> well, see, pal, I appreciate you. AJM, amazing podcast. Absolutely hilarious. Roll tide. Five star. I appreciate you, AJM. Mike, are you still there? You taking a nap? What are you doing there, buddy? November 5th, we're getting there. Railer Tank, Southern Roots in Hong Kong. Get a load of that. Five star. I just want to send you guys a shout and let you know that. I appreciate your podcast, the work you put into it, the banter, the personality. It makes one hell of a college football podcast. As a former SEC player living in Hong Kong and abroad for a decade, finding good insight and entertaining platforms of news for college football is super difficult. So thank you, fellas, for giving me uh, uh, giving me that down here, Phil, way on the other side of the world. P.S. Shane, waiting for you to turn it around, buddy, which I did. Thank you. And... Uh, We'll see. What did you say here? Shane, waiting for you to turn it around, buddy. Because I feel as though it shall simultaneously alter my fortune as well. Well, Railer Tank, all the way from Hong Kong, I appreciate you, and that's freaking awesome. 2-19-15, go Vols, five-star. I'm from Michigan, but I love the SEC podcast. I love the podcast. I don't get in-depth coverage SEC up here. It's nice listening to get – uh, to the podcast and listen to you guys talk about all the teams. Keep doing your thing. Go Vols. 2 I appreciate you. Danky Dank 13. Awesome name. Great podcast. Five star. Really funny and very informative all in one. Danky Dank, I appreciate you. Guinea, the best all-around podcast. Five star. Straightforward analysis. No bias. Always look forward to Shane popping that top. Mimizy. Guinea, I appreciate you. McLean. Five star, go Big Orange. Thanks to Mike and Big Orange Falls for the great coverage. Looking forward to all the time we will get the. Let me try that again. Looking forward to the time we will get to see the balls add title number seven to the ring of honor in the stadium. Keep up the good work, boys. McLean, I really appreciate you. C Butts, love that name. Great podcast. Five star as a Bama fan living in Mizzou country. It's a great to be hearing. Uh, uh, about my team for once. Also like getting some knowledge about all the teams in the conference. I listen to the podcast every morning when I get ready for work, but if Cousin Shane gives the kiss of death to Bama this week, I might have to stop listening. Just kidding, kind of, not really. Even got my mom listening daily to the podcast too. See, Butts, I appreciate you and your mom. Jay. L.C. Go Vols, five-star, my favorite pod. Listen every morning, and the only thing that can make the weekdays tolerable while waiting for football Saturdays. Well, J.L.C., I appreciate you. Spencer318, best football podcast out there, five-star. One thing, if you guys, if you love SEC football, you have to listen to these guys. Spencer, I appreciate you. Amateur physicist. Unbiased, five-star. As a Razorback fan, I'm glad you try to find bright spots in 
rather overcast season. Keep up the good works. Hang in there, uh, Arkansas fans. It's, it's, you're going to have a good year, I promise, next year. Boomer, maybe the year after, but I don't know. We're going to see. I, it's going to be an exciting offseason. Boomer grade 10 out of 10 would recommend five-star. Great podcast as a misplaced Southerner. It's good to hear a friendly accent every morning. Have another Tennessee fan to suffer with also is nice. Well, Boomer Grade, I appreciate you. UK Rob, man, I love these guys. Five stars. UK Rob out here. Good looking out for the koozie till I could rate on iTunes. Hands down, best football podcast around. You won't find better coverage on the SEC anywhere else. Hell, these fellas do a better job than the SEC Network. Listen every morning, plus it. Helps that these guys are hilarious. Lucky lucky win, Shane. We're going to be nasty next year. Hope y'all be ready. Thanks, guys. Well, UK, I appreciate you. 828 Vol, five-star. Go Vols, best SEC podcast around. Great coverage. These guys get it, understand the history of the SEC and the future. Go Big Orange. 828, I appreciate you. Tiger Paul, go. Five-star. The best, I tell you. The best SEC football podcast by far. Love having an episode every day. Keeping up with the awesome work, guys. Go Tigers. All right. LSU, Bavidi, Tagu fan in corn country. Oh, four-star. Not reading you. Just kidding. I love you deep down inside, but let's fix that review. Poke y'all. It's Auburn University. Five-star. Shane is Auburn University. Good Lord. Shane. It's Auburn University. You're right. I'm sorry. I've been trying to do better. Good Lord, please get it right. Other than that, love the podcast. We'll poke you. I appreciate you. Kingsport Ball cracks open a beer. Five star. Guys, I love the podcast. You all get a five star heart at this end. I'm a big orange homer for life, but y'all do a great job. All the SEC. Oh, my God. I'm getting bad, getting bad here. Guys, I love the podcast. Y'all, you all get a five-star heart on this end. I'm a big orange homer for life, but you all do a great job getting all the information on all the teams in the SEC. Keep up the great work, and thank you, Shane, for making me a lot of money this year. Let's see if you could keep it up for a couple more weeks. Well, Kingsport Ball, I appreciate you, and you better be taking my picks, not fading them. MPC. Go Vols, five-star. I follow these guys on Twitter and and listen via podcast. Very entertaining. A must-follow if you're a true SEC fan. NPC, uh, I appreciate you. Ed Bob, five-star, the best SEC podcast, period. SEC Mike, Cousin Shane do a great job reviewing the past week and upcoming with their audio clips and humor. Also, they are unbiased and recognize the team's potential. The team's record, such as Ole Miss, look forward to the rest of the season, rest of the year, and the rest of the 2020 season. Thanks, guys, for the hard work every week. Ed Bob, I appreciate you. Don. Best podcast out here. Okay, just guys, November 18th, just in case you're curious. Don J, appreciate you. Five-star, best football podcast. This is rapidly becoming one of my favorite football podcasts. Always had to listen and always have to listen to the very end for those little outtakes. Cracks me up every time. Keep up the good work. Well, Don, I appreciate you. The Real Luke, 18, go pod and go hogs. Five-star, even as bad as the 2019 hogs, the pod has made this season a little more bearable. SEC Mike, Cousin Shane, do an amazing job covering all 14 teams. Uh, they have a good time doing it. 
while you're listening, it feels like you're actually having a convo with these two. Keep up the good work, and we'll pick Suey, the real Luke. I appreciate you. Rhino. Rhino, give me a second. <laughs> We're getting there. All right. Five-star, best football podcast. This is absolutely my favorite podcast. Mike and Cousin Shane make you feel like you're part of the family. With those Southern accents and overall down-home goodness, their football knowledge and insight is some of the best I've heard. You could definitely tell they take their time and diligence with every episode. Being an Aggie fan living in Maryland, barf. This is the best way I can get SEC football fixed every day. Mike, Cousin Shane, keep what you're doing, guys. Keep it doing I messed that sentence up. Mike, Cousin Shane, keep doing what you guys are doing. The outtakes at the end are great. The next time I'm in college game day, I'll be bringing a sign and start a GoFundMe page for Cousin Shane's beer expenses and locks of the week. Dude, that'd be freaking awesome. 84L Giga Maggies. Rhino, I appreciate you. Rakeem. SEC, five-star, really enjoy y'all's show. I'm a truck driver and I always listen to the Dog Nation podcast because I'm a dog fan. I can't. I can count on you two to keep me laughing, though. And I love the info you guys have, and I enjoy the beginning of the show when y'all play the coaches. Keep up and go, dogs. And he's got his address there. All right, five-star, more, 10-0-9. Five-star, uh, all the time, greatest podcast. I'm on Android, but I, I took my wife's iPad just to give this podcast a well-earned five-star review. I appreciate the effort. This is the second season I've listened to these fellas. Okay, long-time listener. Um, about college football, and I couldn't be more impressed on how entertaining the show continues to day after day. They always have unbiased and reliable information and deliver in a comedic format that never disappoints. If you guys haven't tried listening to the show, give it a couple episodes and you'll be hooked. Well, more, I appreciate you and the effort. Keep stealing those iPods, or what is it called? iPads. Phoenix One, great podcast. Five star, great podcast. Phoenix, I appreciate you. Just, no, Justin Kapow. Great dynamic. Five star. Guys did such a great job on the show. I love it. And thank you for the emergency show. It was laugh. I was laughing so much listening to it that I. it was a nice early surprise. So I can. Fully respect the amount of work you and Mike and Shane put in this podcast. I love that we get multiple shows per week. Can't believe the season's almost over. You guys have been fantastic for the football season. Thank you so much. Go Tigers. Well, Justin, I appreciate you, and you're the reason we put in the effort. Ryan M., fun SEC podcast, five-star. Great coverage from this duo. Fun, light-hearted, and informative. Thanks, and War Eagle. Ryan, I appreciate you. Chris Canna, these guys are the best, period. Five-star Mike and Shane bring a whole shebang with this podcast. Awesome sound bites, interview clips, unbiased analysis before beer number three, <laughs> consistently new and accurate content uploaded on almost a daily basis. I work in a factory in a small town, and I live for Saturdays in the fall, and these guys help me stay updated with what's going on uh, with the latest, lamest, and greatest going into the SEC. The best part of this podcast, though, is that these uh, are just two real guys, and they love SEC football. It's real. It's relatable. Five stars every day of the week. Thanks for all you do. Woo Pig, Chris K, Mountain Home, Arkansas, I appreciate you. 
Jamie, 35, Go Big Orange, five-star, great podcast, great unbiased content on all the SEC. Go Vols. C. Ford, oh, I appreciate you, Jamie. C. Ford, 230, fun and entertaining SEC source, five-star. I love this podcast, especially the post-game episodes. You can tell these guys love what they do. Uh, they come well and forward. I love Cousin Shane, and he he acts like that crazy sometimes drunk uncle that all the Vol fans have. <laughs> C. Ford, I appreciate you. AJL Corn three five star that SEC podcast hands down best SEC football podcast. AJ Corn, I appreciate you. Oh look who finally decided to join us here, Mike. I hope you enjoyed your nap. Did you get a little pie while you're out there. I'm, I'm giving my thanks to my fans here. Sham Cox, Shame Cox, Shame Cox. All right, last one, last review, guys. Shame Cox, the best. Five-star, awesome content covering the whole SEC. New episodes almost daily throughout the season and some lighthearted comedy to keep it refresh, keep it fresh. Good God, Mike, I'm struggling. Great pod, boys. Shane Cox, I appreciate you, and I appreciate all the listeners. And the reason I wanted to include it, because I am very thankful for everything you guys have done, the word that you've spread. I mean, this it's its amazing just how, how much we've grown in the last two years. A lot of you guys were there at the beginning, and, and I think we've got a long road ahead of us, Mike, you know, a good long road. So I'm just, I'm thankful for everybody and, uh, you know, love on your family, love your football. And that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, and thanks to all the listeners, Shane. How about we don't let it get about 200 reviews deep before we do that again? Same uh, uh, message to the fans. Thank you very much, Shane. And special thanks to you, Shane, for making this podcast happen. Uh, we've all heard the podcast without you. It's, it's pretty damn boring. So <laughs> you're a big part of why this damn train keeps on going. So uh, thanks to you, big buddy. And... Uh, uh, they, I just get on here. I'm a color commentator, man. You're the one that know all the facts. I appreciate you uh, and the effort you put in. You guys don't understand. Mike makes it easy for me. Um, he sends me clips. I mean, he pretty much keeps me like I have a guideline. And because uh, sometimes I have a tendency to veer off path, I guess you would say. But Mike keeps me in check. So I appreciate you, brother. All right, Shane, that's going to do it for this one. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a weekend. Like I said, I'm ready for some football, buddy. I'm ready for some good, good food. That's them cooking in the background. I got to get in, got to get my ass in there. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in for another season of SEC football. And thank you, Shane, for joining me. That's going to do it. I'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you, guys. Go Vols. Thank you for the reviews. <laughs>